On this episode, I talk about my interview with Daily Refinement and PSA no longer accepting cards from this alleged trimmer. This is Dave, and welcome to the SVA Card Collectors Podcast. What is up? What is going on, everyone? Dave at SVA Card Collectors. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Baseball is back or coming back real soon, so can't wait for that. Last week, I did an interview with Daily Refinement. Hop over to YouTube, give a good listen. Um, I thought it went really well. Hopefully, you guys uh, can learn a thing or two or three. Um, I know I learned a thing or two from him. I spoke to him afterwards. Really nice guy. Um, I've been following him for a long time. If you're really um, looking to get into eBay, Outside of even just selling sports cards, just selling anything, um, I suggest um, you follow him. He has a real analytical approach, really smart guy. Um, If you're looking to build a big business online, I I would suggest following him. Um, Source some stuff um, on the internet. Oh, before I, you know what, before I get into that, guys, I need some submissions. Um, Right now, there's only three um, for... uh, Writing a nice little article, I could post it on my website. The top guy will get 50 bucks. The second place will get the booby prize, which will be a Tops Project 2020, which I got even more that I forgot that I ordered. Um, 10 of uh, Naturals, Ted William, and uh, Sandy Colfax from I don't know who the hell. Um, so now I got more of those I got to get rid of. I got plenty of Tops Project 2020 of when they were printed really high, not now, the way they printed nice and low now. Um, yeah, so you're going to get one of those. <laughs> um, also, um, saw a lot of banter about some gentlemen getting booted out of all these different Facebook groups, and also PSA um, will no longer accept this person's um, submissions. The guy's name is Louis Molina. Um, you might see him. He has a bunch of tattoos. He usually wears um, plastic gloves. And how I knew about him was I saw an autograph that didn't look too great on a Bowman. And then he cleaned it up and it looked pretty sweet. And I was going, damn, damn, Daniel. Um, I wish I could do that. <laughs> and uh, then I'd see this guy getting kicked out everywhere. Apparently, uh, he made comments on um, trimming. Trimming some cards to get nice and uh, sharp cards. Um, we'll get into what that means if you're new to collecting and you're trying to um, get cards graded and you hear people talking about trimming and altering and what's good and what's bad. It's really funny that PSA is going, hey, no more of those shenanigans when they're all about shenanigans, but that's beside the point. Um, wanted to go over what was being released this week. Um, not too many things. Two things are of note. 2020 Dunruss Optic Baseball. Um, you can actually pick it up for a decent price, which I'm shocked. 120 bucks for a box of cards. Um, hobby box. You get two autographs, 10 prisms, and 20 inserts. Ooh, if you see a first off the line box, you get three autographs, one cracked ice prism and 20 Pandora prisms. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, um, 
there's that going for you. Um, I don't know why I hit off this. Um, you also have coming up 2020 top Sterling baseball. This is a little bit more money, $950. Um, this only comes out, well, 10 years ago was the last time it came out. Um, I thought it came out last year, to be honest with you, but I was be guessing wrong because cardboard connection is pretty correct on this stuff. Um, it's one card per pack, two packs per box, 10 boxes per case. Um, you get one autograph and then one additional hit. <laughs> so one autograph relic and one additional hit. Boy, it better be a damn doozy. Talking about rolling the dice here. Um, yeah. I think it's because they are so rare. It's like only to 10. So you got that going for you. So if you get it, it's you're going to be guaranteed that it's going to be only out of 10. Whoop-dee-doo. But if we go back to Optic real quick, um, I just want to give you this four cards per pack, 20 packs per hobby box, and 12 boxes per case. So you get that. So there's 12 boxes times two autographs. So there's 24 um, hits per uh Case break, if you're into that crap, what is a case break? It's basically when, um, and I'm saying this because I think you have some new people coming in, all five of you, and you're new to the hobby and you hear case break. Basically what it is, is you have a case. Usually there's 12, 15 boxes in a case. And um, it gets divvied up by team or per spot. And let's just say the case is a thousand bucks. They may go, all right, there's 30 teams. You do the math. <laughs> let's just say it's hundred bucks per team, which I know it's not that it would be $3,000, but since I can't do math too good. Um, so in either case, basically it's divvied up by team. They open up the box. If just say you get the um, New York Mets, whatever hit that's there, meaning any autograph of any Met, is who you'll get. And if there are no autographs for any Mets, you get nothing. So it's pure gamble. Just like the tops Sterling. One out of ten. Whew. Wow. Um, anyway, what were we talking about before with uh, Luis Molina? Um, they said in the comments that he insinuated, maybe even said it, not too sure, because everybody deleted his stuff and deleted him from every single um, group known to man. Um, and I guess people were also break were submitting cards to him. And so people who even associated with him, they're looked down upon. They're bad people because they want their cards, cardboard, you know, nice and neat and clean. <laughs> and uh, apparently a little trimmed. Um I have a video, um, I'll link it in the description, of how I cleaned um, baseball cards. And these only work with Bowman Chrome, um, if you're into Prism, stuff like that. Stuff that has that's very shiny and has a smooth thing, like a uh, Dunruss Optic, you can do it with that. Um, and basically, you get wax, and you wax on, and then you wax off. And then he scratches in there, maybe this thing fills it up a little bit. Not much. Um, maybe some print effects from the from the company. You use this method. It works pretty well. 
Um, if you have any dog tails, which is basically where the corner is being pulled back, um, you basically are just, I, I show how you put it right back. And that's pretty much it. I'm not gluing anything. I'm just, if it's folded out, I'm folding it back in, if you have that. And then you press it down, um, and you don't press it like you're trying to squeeze it. So, um, you know, there's some other there's other things that people do, and that's so nice. Um, but basically, you just put it on a bunch of other cards or a book, and you put it on there so it's pressed down so that dog tail um, isn't, you know, it stays there. Um, in the f if you it, it's a little bit harder if it's on front of the card because then you'll see the crease where the point where the uh, corner lifted up. And when you put it back, that 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 um, crease right there will be a little bit hard to get rid of. Um, outside of stuff that like is actually like cutting it out or whatever, I don't know how to do it. Um, and that would be no bueno for PSA for anyone really in the hobby. I think there's a, a agreement on that. And what this guy, um, from what I gather, did was um, what is well, let I me mean, what is trimming? Trimming is basically. Um, using an X-Acto knife or using something to cut the cards to make it really sharp. That edge sharp, if an edge isn't looking too good or a corner isn't looking too good, you get a knife or something and you cut. Um, there was a huge scandal about a year ago um, where PSA graded cards were trimmed and they were coming through and being graded at PSA 10. Most of these cards were actually originally graded by um, PSA. And um, there were older vintage cards, but some newer as well. Um, people would buy them, trim them, resubmit them, and get a higher grade. And sometimes it'd be hundreds, sometimes it'd be tens of dollars, and sometimes it'd be thousands of dollars. Um, it was a pretty big scandal in the hobby. Nobody really gave a crap because people still submitted their stuff to PSA. Um, no problems. The only problems they had were with PWCC, who had a decent amount of involvement in it, um, as well as with the shill bidding, where they're telling people that they should, you know, bid stuff up. Um, but PSA, pretty much the negative publicity made them even more famous, and so they really didn't, really didn't feel too much pain. They actually felt good. It felt good. So them saying, "Hey, we're not gonna take, we're not gonna take your doctored cards anymore. You have to pay us under the table, like every other, like everyone else." <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I don't know what uh, this whole racket is all about. But anyway, that is PSA's deal, and and that's what's going on with that. Um, what was else? Oh boy. It's it's gone. My brain's gone. Oh, um, I don't know if I spoke about this last week. I know Fridays went missing. That was because the interview was on Thursday, and then I just figured, eh, you guys can listen to that. But I'm I'm I won't do that again. I'm sorry, I won't do that again. But um, I bought a bunch of 1996 um, cards, bunch of them. I was going on Baseball Cardpedia, um, where they have it, where you can go by year, what sets they have, and then from there, um, you can go through, and I'm, I'm in a 1990s inserts kick, and I'm buying them pretty cheaply, and I really just like the shiny ones, and so I'm looking at the cards, the raw cards, and seeing what which ones look good, so I can eventually get them graded, 
Some I will. A lot of them I probably won't. I'm looking for a PSA 9. That's that's my goal. If I can get a PSA 9, that's damn good. PSA 10s will be very, very difficult to get because these inserts are semi-rare um, and really hard to get in good condition. It's They might be like to 5,000, which you go, well, that's not that big of a deal. There's plenty of cards, you know, to 5,000. They don't even ha- make those like that in, in the new ones. True, but there was millions of boxes made. Um, and good luck trying to find them. And I don't know about millions. This is in the mid nineties. They, they probably cut production at decent amounts. It's not millions, but still it'd be pretty difficult to get the, um, the grade people took, you know, banged them up. They did whatever they did. And so, and, and there's not that many grades either. If you go to PSA or Beckett, uh, pop reports, you'll see that just, there's not that many of them. Now, it could be because nobody gives a crap. Could be. Or it could be um, people just haven't focused on it yet. And that's what I'm uh, betting on. And so that's what I'm doing. I've talked about this a couple of times. So I'm not going to get too crazy into it. Um, but I did get a 96 Pinnacle um, Power, the complete card set. I bought that. Um, Dunrest Leaf Preferred Barry Bond Steel Power. And that's the 5000 I paid 2 bucks. Um, the one I really like is the Ken Griffey Flare Zone insert. Um, I bought, I paid up for that twenty bucks. Really shiny, really nice looking card. Um, I got one ninety six Leaf Preferred Steel Power uh, Ken Griffey Junior, which I paid eleven bucks for. Again, I think I paid up too much. Uh, ninety six Flare Zone Barry Bonds. I got that as well. Um, now the Leaf Preferred came in a box. And it was in a card saver that you would um, use to submit to PSA, which is different than a top loader. And it also came in a box with styrofoam peanuts. Yeah. So I wasn't too happy about that, even though I think the card was fine and it looked exactly like the card on eBay, which it wasn't a gradable one, but still is a really nice looking card. And since I'm collecting these, I, I, I'm happy with them. It's the only thing I'm really collecting because, A, it's cheap and it's guys I like. You know, I, I really like Ken Griffey Jr. I like Barry Bonds, um, Derek Jeter, you know, A-Rod. These are the guys that I like and uh, watch growing up. Um, so there's that. And I every once in a while see a comment about A-Roid with the steroid. I don't care. You sound to me. You sound foolish when you start talking about. But they did steroids, so who cares? They still have to hit the ball, but it'd be doubles, okay? So then they have a little too many home runs. There's plenty of people in NFL who did drugs, who did whatever they did. They served their suspension. I don't ever hear anything about it again. Never. It doesn't come up. Why? Bunch of baseball. Bunch of. Fancy pants, I think. Fancy pants? I don't. I just made up a word, pants. Um, but that's what I've been doing um, on that end. I submitted some cards to get graded. It's been a while. Um, I think the biggest thing was I didn't have to pay right up front. <laughs> so um, I'll pay in the back end. Um, some of my inserts, my 90s inserts, are going to be in there as well as some newer cards. Um I took a chance on a lot of them. I don't think I'll do as well as I t- typically do, A, because I rushed it a bit. I had a bunch of cards I was ready to get graded, and then I was looking at them again, and I was second-guessing myself. Um, I didn't really cl- 
cleaned them as best as I could. I made sure that if it was a chrome, I made sure that it was wiped at least. But I didn't do my my due diligence, as they say. So um, next month, I'll do that. I'm going to have them ready, ready to roll. But they're going to be a decent amount of them. So I'm looking forward to seeing them um, in 2025 um, when PSA gets around to, to grading them. Um, and that was another thing I saw. SGC is two, two months now. Beckett's terrible. PSA is terrible. And then the, then um, these new comic book grader guys are going to be coming up, and we're going to crap on them as well. So I don't think um, grading, it is what it is. They're not going to do anything because we keep on um, giving them our money. So until we say, you know, hey, go scratch, it's not going to happen. Same thing with uh, hobby boxes, um, you know, prices soaring up. Stop buying them, you'll see what happens. And we're going to see that pretty soon, I think. But that's beside the point. All right, guys. It's that time. Head over to svacardcollectors.com. A lot of good information there, um, especially for guys who are new or ladies. A bunch of ladies now coming on. Or some comments, some emails, very nice. Um, and um, Flick Chat, download the Flick Chat app. It's getting a little bit better. People talking a little bit more. I think with baseball season coming around and basketball coming up too, um, we'll get more chatter and we'll see more spikes in cards and some drops in cards because nobody's gonna give a crap because we're gonna be out of this, um, you know, preseason hoping and wishing how people will do and then we'll actually have act, you know actual results so we have that as well all right guys you know what to do buy some cards and go broke later you've heard me talk about starstock they've been a sponsor of the show for a couple of months now well now you can deposit purchase cards, view in your collection, and flip those cards back on the marketplace with so much more to be built. StarStock is building a sports card marketplace aimed to be faster, cheaper for flipping sports cards than any other platform. They're currently looking for people who want to submit their cards to sell on this new platform. Here's what StarStock is offering. 5% commission, no ingestion fees. You send in the cards, they do all the work. Cards are guaranteed and secured in the vault. I've seen the little guy, his name is Pepe. He doesn't let anybody in and out. Um, you can choose cards to ship back to you at any time. You can buy, flip, store, or ship cards with a click of a button. If you're interested in getting involved and sending those cards, contact Mike at Mike at StarStock.com. Again, StarStock is only looking for rookie cards and are prospects of current players. Head over to StarStock.com.